Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. David Cobb covers college football and basketball for CBS Sports, former Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. He's on Twitter at David W. Cobb. Cobb, if I told you there would be five Power Five coaches that got fired, none of which are Brian Harson on October the 5th, would you have bought that? Uh, no, probably not. Impressive job by Harson to, uh, to stay alive. Although at this point, like, what's really in it for him? He's going to get fired uh, sooner or later, so... Uh, the, the sooner you collect those buyout checks, the better uh, I see it. Heck, he, he may even get himself in the running uh, for, for the Colorado job or if the, uh, the Boise State job were to come open as Andy Avalos is struggling out there. Uh, I, I still think the man can coach. It's just his tenure at Auburn has seemed doomed from the start. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Like, I don't think he became a bad football coach. I do think, though, it was the obvious. He wasn't that good of a football coach at Boise State but either. They, well, we're the program. He was fine. He was a decent. He he, he had maintained, but yeah. right now, Avalos, he wasn't. He didn't. It had gone down a level from Peterson. It was not quite the same Boise State as when yeah, Chris but they Peterson were, was. The, they were still an eight nine win team. Every they were still year. winning the league. Yeah, right now they're not even doing that. But I do think it's like, I think Cobb brings up a good point. I almost wonder if like. Would you prefer just to get fired so that you can get into the running for some of these other jobs? It's not a bad idea. Uh, but who knows? You get that buyout check. I think what we're seeing now is a lot of guys end up taking a year off. Tom Herman, Dan Mullen, they're both doing studio work this season. Their, their names have already been brought up in this cycle. So there's really nothing wrong with that either because you're, you're collecting that paycheck unless you just got that itch to immediately jump back in. There's no there's no shame in, in, in taking a little time off either. I don't think Harson is such damaged goods. I think most ADs and most boosters at other schools around the country would look at what happened to him here at Auburn, assuming it plays out the way we expect, and given what he's already been through, and they would say, wow, this wasn't his fault. This was this was on Auburn. This was their dysfunction uh, that explains why you know it didn't go well there. So I, I absolutely think he could get a shot sooner rather than later. It's just he might want to take a year off. Is this something that needs to get rectified in that – it has now become 
advantageous to fire your coach in the middle of the season. Oh, I think it's only going to. I think it's only going to get worse. Well, it's because of the recruiting calendar. Like you cannot afford. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really wait until the end of the season because there's this early signing period. Like it doesn't feel like it's healthy for the sport overall, though, and it feels like something they need to address. Like. I don't think it's great for the sport that we're having all of these firings after three, four weeks of the season. Yeah, and you go back in time now and you think about this time last year, Lincoln Riley and his agent behind closed doors and outside of the public eye were obviously in in discussions with USC about that job. And you wonder to what degree, if any, you know, that impacted the way he coached at Oklahoma last season. Uh, They had a good year still to be, to be sure, but they didn't play for the big 12 title and and so by that measure it was a little bit of a disappointment out there and so what how many coaches right now are are already being courted uh, among these power five openings you know you're probably talking about uh, coordinators and group of five coaches for for the uh, openings that are currently out there but you never know i mean nebraska or wisconsin could have could have eyes on a, a sitting power five head coach at the moment though i, I would imagine in wisconsin's case you know it, this is going to be jim leonard's job to lose it does feel like though Wisconsin wants to give Leonard the trial run, and then that way if it doesn't work out, maybe they can go get in on that Power 5 coach that might be or might not be in Lawrence, Kansas. Doesn't that kind of feel like how they're how they're kind of treating this? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But if you're Lance Leipold, I mean, you got to be so focused on what's going on at KU right now. I mean, you got a chance to do something really special there. And I would imagine, given his track record, how long he's been at, at some other jobs in the past, if there's anyone kind of capable of withstanding all that, it he's, would be him. And he's then, not and surpassing Mangino. Mangino. Mangino's record is safe. That's my prediction for Kansas this year. They're, they're well, having a nice Lance year. Leipold, they ain't going to the Orange Bowl. What yeah. was the, What was that? There's no Ty Reesing on this team. Was, who who was <laughs> yeah, that? Really like that? that Reesing, Reesing played receiver, right? But he also was the quarterback, and so they would run like remember they'd run like receiver passes with him. Man, those were uh, those were some fun teams, and you didn't appreciate the fact at the time that man, Mark Mangino might actually be like a really good football coach uh, because everybody who's come after him is, at Kansas has had uh, very little success. Uh, I, I, it's just amazing what, what Leipold has accomplished there in such a short time, and it's no fluke either because their their record is not beaten up on a bunch of patty cakes. It's actually quality victories at this point that you really just can't ignore or can't deny. So yeah, he's going to get in the running. It's just like you're not going to be able to hire him until the first week of December at the earliest. Uh, and by that time, the early signing period is three weeks away. So what, what really, what good does getting into the fray in September do you if you're AD and you want to fire your coach? Because you're probably not going to have the guy in place uh, unless he's one of these guys who's sitting out like, like Tom Herman or Dan Mullen. Mike Norvell interviewed for the Florida State job like in the middle of November. So I don't think it happens this cycle. I do think the way that it's trending, though, someone at some point is going to hire a sitting coach, and that coach is – like we saw it last year with with Kelly not going into – you know, Kelly, if they would have made the playoff, he wasn't going to be coach – excuse me, coaching them during the playoff. I think we are trending to where somebody takes a job – steps down and starts a job early. Yeah, it's messed up. Like you could see it with a group of five coach or something like that. Oh, easy. I- I'm telling you though, yeah. like I don't think it's that far fetched and that far away where because the calendar it's not like this is slowing down. It's only speeding up. No, I think they need to address it. 
It's not good for the sport. Yeah, and it's well, something that's easily first, fixable. Just move the recruiting calendar back. At, to, at first, everybody liked that that early signing period, but now uh, it's it's a different tune because it's having a negative impact on the sport. So, uh, I mean, I, I the I only thing that I could see maybe it feels like for so many of the jobs, at, like for instance, if you look at the guys like Frost, Mullen, that whole crop. Most of those guys that have already been fired, we didn't have the one-time transfer. You know, the transfer portal being exactly what it is now. I do wonder if the only thing that maybe slows it down is that teams know a lot of these jobs. They're not building through that first recruiting class. They're building through the portal to like maintain for a year. But I, I still just think it like anytime something gets going in one direction in college football, it only speeds up. It never really slows down. Yeah, it's it's uh, crazy crazy out there right now uh, in, in college sports. So I, I don't know what the answer is here. All I know is it's very annoying in oh, December God. when I'm trying when I'm trying to cover uh, basketballs ramping up, and then we got bowl season. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, national signing day, and it's like really we have to deal with this while we got two sports going on right now. That's uh, it's not my favorite day of the year. Is Saturday a trap game for the Vols? You could you could say it like that if you want to because. It's and the more important game. I know it's more historically Alabama's more important. If you get that win, it'd be unbelievable. But if we're talking about like Tennessee's hopes of having the reaching its ceiling for this season, getting yeah, the LSU, not the program season, but maybe this season. Yeah, this like getting the LSU win feels because that feels much more toss up than I know they're getting Bama at home, but you know they're still they're going to be a couple touchdown underdog in that game against Bama. Um, it feels like this LSU game is the one you really want to get. Or you yeah, need to so get, after, I should say. You really want to get the Bama win, but you really need to get the LSU win. And then I would put Kentucky in that category as well. So LSU and Kentucky, I would say, are the two games left on Tennessee's schedule where the line should be you know, within this sort of three- to five-point range. You know, Tennessee is a three-point favorite right now. They will be at least a touchdown underdog against Alabama, even at home. They will be at least a touchdown underdog against Georgia. Uh, and they should be favored by a touchdown or more against Missouri, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Tennessee Martin, obviously. So uh, LSU and Kentucky are the two who the, uh, the season kind of rides on at this point. You lose both, you know, eight and four is your max in all likelihood, barring a stunning upset of, of Alabama or Georgia. But if you beat LSU and you beat Kentucky, all of a sudden 10, 10 wins is, is very much within the realm of possibility. So, yeah, it, it's a huge game. It's a swing game. And if they win it, boy, it sure sets up a scene at Neyland Stadium next week where uh, you would likely have the number one team in the country in Alabama against a Tennessee team that you shoot. If they go on the road and beat LSU this week, I mean, they could even improve on their, their current ranking of number eight. You know, they, they could be six, seven, maybe even number five, you know, uh, for that game next week. So, uh, can't, can't get caught looking ahead to that, but, uh, yeah, just a, a huge game uh, at, a, at an early hour on Saturday, no doubt. Well, the other thing that it got me thinking about, it's a tough matchup. I mean, we look at it, it's like, you know, it's a tight spread. I think it's what, now is it four right now currently? Caesars has it at three in so, Tennessee's favor. So it is a losable game. Like, the Vols are favored on the road, but there, it, it is a losable game. The other thing that it got me thinking of is, could CBS have maybe given up on the LSU-Bama game in favor of the A&M-Bama game a year too early? <laughs> I know. And everybody wanted the Jimbo Fisher-Nick Saban uh, game this year. To Celebrity deathmatch. I, I, you the, the midfield exchange is going to be interesting. They'll Pre, be on their Are you best. talking pregame? Yeah, both. Pregame and postgame. Like are, are they going to hang out at midfield an hour before kickoff? 
<laughs> shooting the breeze for five minutes like they normally would. I, I'm intrigued yeah, that, by that. Will they do it. that? I, I doubt it. I, I think there's still some chilly feelings there. I, I really do. So, so we're just going to get a yeah. terse handshake? Is that you what you're saying? You don't post-game? think we'll get the PR shot because maybe they do or don't have the same agent? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to whatever extent they could, they put it behind them. But I don't think this is a cordial, friendly, raw, raw moment. Jibbo Fisher is just, he's on the ropes right now, man. He is not in, in a good type of position. So, like, maybe that makes him more friendly. Maybe he sort of has to roll over and, and, and be the nice guy just to save some face at this point because things are going so poorly for him right now. It doesn't seem like he can afford to make many enemies. And, uh, you know, if he wants Alabama's mercy at all in this game, Maybe he does seek out Nick Saban and, and play the buddy-buddy game with him before, you know, before the game starts. Well, that's the thing that's interesting to me about A&M because on one hand, I do think if they keep acquiring talent at this level, it's kind of a, a, a poor man's version of what Kirby was doing at Georgia where eventually they're going to just have so much talent that they can get over the top. The one concern that I have, though, is is Jimbo, like, Kirby got into a situation where his offense, like, he got into a year where no one else had another elite quarterback and his offense was able to kind of be what it was. I just, I, I wonder with Jimbo, it's not like A&M's defense is good, but it's not like Georgia good. And I keep wondering, he's going to be the offense. Like, it's always going to be his offense, like, I do wonder, like, is this is this just kind of doomed? Well, the, the last great hope for Jimbo Fisher is that he goes out and he, he finds an innovative offensive mind and turns the thing over to that person because his offenses are stale, they're behind, they're antiquated. Uh, he needs to have his Saban-Kiffin moment where Saban, what now, eight, nine years ago at this point, looks in the mirror and says, hey, we got to change something. I don't like the way the game is, is moving, but if I want to stay on top, i got to evolve. And I think maybe Jimbo Fisher's a little too prideful to have that, that sort of reckoning with himself because the reality is, you know, at this point, the recruiting rankings just don't align with the, the on-field performance. And that's solely the fault of the head coach. There, there's teams out there in his own league, in his own division. Look at the, Miss, the Mississippi schools right now running laps around him uh, with inferior talent because they actually know how to coach the game in this era, Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach. So uh, I think that's, that's what you know, is going to come next for, for Jimbo Fisher if he actually wants to – to follow through and, and do anything with these recruits is, is looking in the mirror a little bit and, and actually going out and finding a quarterback, too. I mean, Max Johnson was a pickup through the portal, but you know, they need somebody dynamic in there, and they need to pick up the pace. It's just a, a stale offensive product right now. Yeah, and, and I, I just don't know. Like, in the end, like, you hired Jimbo to run an offense, and I just I don't know if I see him. I certainly don't think he's going to start running the Baylor-Briles offense, but – at a certain point, like, you do wonder, it's like, hey, Jimbo, could you at least just, I don't know, run, you know, play fake it to the running back and have somebody run deep where you get the easy the easy ones? It's because, like, you won't even really do that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to watch Texas A&M right now. They used to be so fun to watch. They were, they were more fun to watch under someone than they are now. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 